everyone, and welcome back to Melinda in Miami. This episode is all about why you do not want to fake your orgasm and all about penis size. So I want to start the episode by debunking a sex myth. Yes, men also fake their orgasm. We typically think it's women who are faking, but hello, men are also faking too. So why are these people faking their orgasm? Well, typically on average, a man orgasms before a female does. Women oftentimes feel really pressured. And with women feeling pressured, what does that do? That creates anxiety in our body. It makes our muscles tense. And how do we have our best orgasm? When we're completely relaxed, when our muscles are relaxed. That is when we have the best orgasm. But if we're feeling pressured to fake this, now my mind is thinking about, hey, is he going to come? Should I come? What should I do? But we typically fake because we want to give our partner that pleasure, that satisfaction, telling them, oh, you're doing a great job. But who is responsible for your own pleasure? We are responsible for having our own pleasure. So a lot of women we think on typically fake these orgasms because, hey, they want to make the man feel good or they feel pressured by society that they should be having this orgasm faster than they should. Well, I'm here to tell you that it is completely normal that a man would orgasm before. Now, in order to have both people in the sexy time orgasm, well, sometimes we have to help the man hold out until the woman enjoys her orgasm. And that can take some creativity, some communication, and maybe some enhancement or toys. I've also heard from men and women that a lot of men fake their orgasms for many reasons too. Maybe they're feeling like the sex is going on too long, my partner's starting to get bored, but all of these thoughts create anxiety in our head and then that even delays the orgasm even more. So I want to debunk this myth that a lot of people are faking their orgasm, men and women. And really, what is this doing? Well, this is creating a pleasure pathway that is not correct for the individual. So when you fake an orgasm, what are you doing? You're sending a message to your partner saying, hey, I like this. My body likes this. Do it again. But that's not actually the right pathway for you to have your best orgasm. But it makes our partner think that. So oftentimes we can find ourselves getting into these long ruts, going down these pleasure pathways that are not meant for us. So later in the show, I'm going to talk to you all about how to get back in the right place and start over with your partner on how to be completely open and honest of what you need. I want to start by this by deleting this comparison from your mind, meaning that, okay, I have these fabulous orgasms when I masturbate. Why am I not having those with my partner? Well, there's a lot of reasons. One is you know exactly how you want it at that time in that moment. So you know where to put your hand. You know how much pressure to use. That's what happens when we masturbate. And oftentimes we masturbate and come much faster than we do with a partner. But this is really telling us, wow, I need to be really open and honest with my partner about what I want. Because I can have these amazing, fabulous orgasms with my partner, but I have to really let them know. So here's a whole nother reason that we don't want to fake even the pleasure, let alone the orgasm in itself. 
So again, many of us fake an orgasm because we don't feel confident that with our partner, we're going to get to the places we need to get to, to orgasm. So oftentimes we'll fake it to maybe end the experience. Maybe we're having pain or maybe we're just feeling it's going on too long. So we'll fake it for that reason. So I'm sure you have been in a sexy experience with somebody and you feel that the same position is going on. Sex is taking a long time. Your mind is starting to wander. Maybe you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to get up in so many hours to go to work. Yeah. Well, anyway, you're starting to check out. And when we start to check out, we start to get bored. We're definitely not going to have that orgasm that we want. So my advice to you in that moment is if you've been there in that moment for about 15 minutes starting to get bored, stop, stop, reset. What can you do in that time to reset? Well, maybe you just go back to kissing or making out or cuddling or just simply try a new position. Work really hard to push all these other stressors out of your mind. And I know that's very difficult because our mind is constantly wandering and that's more common for women than men. But trying to stop and reset and then going back into the moment. For a lot of people, they find it really sexy when you tell them what you want because your body's reacting to it. And when you're having pleasure, which your pleasure is your responsibility, but when you're having pleasure and enjoying the moment, that can be really sexy for your partner. Like that's really satisfying, but that doesn't always happen. And the communication is really key. So I want to go into telling you how to have the sex talk with your partner. So talking about sex can be a really delicate conversation. You know, sex is a really intimate and vulnerable time. You're being really intimate with this person. There's a lot of trust going on. So when there's a lot of trust, there can also be a lot of room for hurt. So let's say you want to switch something up in your sex life. You want to maybe tell your partner, hey, I've actually been faking these orgasms and I don't want to do that anymore because we have this amazing potential for fabulous orgasms. Or maybe you want to introduce something like I've talked about another podcast um, about introducing some BDSM stuff. Well, how do we have this sex talk? First of all, I would say don't Don't surprise them by saying, hey, I've actually been faking these orgasms for the past year and I would like you to try this. Don't don't do that because what's that going to do? It's going to make the other person go on complete defense. So we want to make this completely comfortable. So asking your partner, hey, I would really like to talk to you about creating an exciting and mutually, mutually satisfying relationship in the bedroom. So starting by asking your partner, hey, can I talk to you tonight about enhancing our sex life? Or, hey, can I talk to you tonight about what you enjoy in bed and what I enjoy in bed? Make it a positive experience because this is growth. This is bonding. Like sex and also communication about sex are just as important in making the relationship feel strong and secure. So asking them when is a good time for them to talk. Also, I'm going to advise that you do not have the conversation in the bedroom. So the bedroom should be a place where you feel relaxed. You know, relaxed, it's kind of sexy. It's kind of like your sexy sanctuary. So having this conversation out of the bedroom, maybe on a walk or or maybe at dinner, you know, this can create a lot of anxiety. So having conversations that are anxiety provoking, doing them 
during a walk can be really helpful because you're letting out that energy as well. So just a, just a few tips on that. And think about what's the one thing you want to bring up in that conversation. Do not shoot at them four things that you would like them to improve on or stop or change. One thing at a time. Sex is fluid. So we're always creating adjustments. We're always talking about it. It's always changing. So bring up just one thing at that conversation. Save the rest for another time. You never know. Changing one thing can also change all the other things. So to continue this thought, I received this email and she writes to me, Hey, Melinda, I'm a 25-year-old woman living in Anaheim, California. I've been dating my boyfriend for three years. I have faked my orgasms the majority of the time. I do this because I feel I should be coming earlier, and I notice it really turns him on when I fake. Unfortunately, now I am not sure how to tell him what I need during sex to come. Please help. Okay, listener, so I'm going to tell you first off, we have to get you to stop faking your orgasm. You are the only person that can give yourself an orgasm. So we have to help you stop and we have to look back and say, what helps you orgasm? What turns you on and gives you those amazing, long-lasting orgasms? Well, maybe if you know that, then you can go ahead and talk to your partner about this. But maybe after faking so long, it's time for you to go back, reset, and find out what you like. So starting with, okay, I have to find out what I like, maybe using your own hands or a toy or exploring yourself. But like I was just saying in the podcast, this is something that you have to talk to your partner about. Letting him know, hey, you know, maybe at the beginning it felt really good, but it never really made me orgasm the way I want it to. So can we please try this? And you can follow the steps that I was talking about earlier. Finding the time to talk to him. And remember, always coming from a positive experience because sex is positive. Just because you were faking your orgasms or maybe some of you out there weren't having any, sex can still be a very positive experience. So go into a conversation with a light mood and an optimistic outlook. Find that right time to talk to him. Remember, stay out of the sanctuary. Stay out of your bedroom. Do this in a a neutral space, like I was saying, possibly when you're going on a walk. And let him know what you like, what turns you on, and always reset. Sex is fluid, and sex is always changing. So just because maybe it worked for you in the past, or maybe it never worked for you in the past, these conversations are needed and basically unavoidable. So I love hearing from my listeners and I love hearing your backstory. So please write to me. You can write to me on my website. You can DM me on Instagram at therapy with Melinda. I love hearing from you. And also let me know what's working for you and what's not. Let me know what you want to learn about. I would love to share and give you my expertise. And now let's talk about the elephant in the room or not penis size. So on average, an erect penis is between four and a half inches and six and a half inches. Now I'm here to tell you that is just an average. Maybe yours is smaller, maybe yours is bigger. You know what I find really 
fascinating though is that men are the ones that are more typically concerned about their penis size. They think that women have this expectation and they we have this idea of that bigger is better. But when you talk to women and when you talk to men, women are basically saying, actually, size is not that big of a factor for me. What is the big factor for me is if it is too large, will it hurt? So really men are the ones that have a lot of anxiety around penis size. Maybe they're feeling the porn pressure. You know, when you look at porn, you oftentimes see a men that are huge. So I want to talk to you about porn pressure. I call it porn pressure because what we see in porn is oftentimes what we compare our own bodies to. And men oftentimes compare their penis to the penises that they're seeing in porn. Well, I'm here to tell you that the penises that you see on porn are typically not the penises walking around everywhere every day. In women, we also experience porn pressure. Well, maybe that can be in our boob size um, or in our bodies, how thin the woman is, or maybe how she has an hourglass shape. Both men and women do experience this pressure. Going back, though, to penis size, we're really looking at how men are the ones that are more anxious about the penis size than women. So let's talk about men who feel they have a small penis. Typically, a micro penis is a penis that is one inch when it is erect. So thinking about one, two, three, four inches when they are erect. Now, the main issue with someone who has a smaller end penis would be deep penetration. That's basically the issue that comes into play here. But you don't have to have deep penetration in order to have an orgasm. So if you out there have a small penis, no worries. It's okay. You can still have an orgasm and you can make all your partners also have an orgasm. You just have to get a little creative. Okay, so let's talk about some of the positions that you and your partner may like. So you having the smaller penis Think about getting on top and doing missionary, but adding a pillow to the small of your partner's back. This will give you a really great angle and be able to get in deeper. Another great position is doggy style, but having your partner push their legs together. By doing doggy style and having your partner's leg together, you are able to get at an angle that will let you get in deeper. And people have reported that this is really pleasurable. Hey, I'm only relaying positions to you that other people have told me work. Also, a really common one is having anal, right? A lot of women and men say that anal is painful. But if you do have a smaller end penis, this is your glory hole. So experiment with anal. Maybe this feels amazing for you and amazing for your partner. So bonus, the small penis led you to explore. And lastly, I want to introduce outer course. I know I've mentioned this before, but outer course can be so sexy and passionate. It's like your entire body is a sexual organ. So basically, Outer course is rubbing your genitals on each other. You know, for women, a lot of women love having the clitoral orgasm. So really what makes them orgasm is outer course. And then it really doesn't matter what size your penis is. And also men, you guys can orgasm during outer course as well. You know, you can even be flaccid 
an orgasm during outer course. And it can be really sexy too. I actually encourage all you listeners, no matter what size your penis is, to try outer course. You know, with all of these ideas, never forget about the playfulness of adding touch, of adding gentle kisses, of adding maybe textures or toys and and loops. All these things add to the levels of intimacy. There are a lot of different ways to feel connected. So don't just always think that sex needs to be penetration because oftentimes it's not. And being creative and exploring with your partner is just as exciting. So I want to refer you guys to this Bustle article that recently came out and it said that 84% of women said they are happy with their partner's penis. Well, what does that tell you? That really sends us a message that sex is not only between your legs. Sex is primarily between your ears. Sex is mental. So men, I want you to relax your anxiety because women are really into a lot of that connection. Your partner is really into that connection. And it doesn't have to be a large or a small penis to give somebody pleasure. So in this article, and what I also see in my office, is that a lot of women report liking a larger girth than length. So right now, I'm just specifically speaking about heterosexual couples. And right now, I'm going to refer to the woman and why she likes girth. Over time, a woman's anatomy changes much more than a man's anatomy changes. So as a woman, as she's had children, maybe she's going through menopause, right? Things in the vagina stretch. So someone who has a wider girth can make this woman maybe feel younger, right? And also just creating, like I said before, just creating that tension and that friction and that overall satisfying feeling. But On the other side, a girl who's younger and really getting into sex for the first time, her vagina is much smaller. So therefore, a wider girth penis may actually be painful. So hey, there is definitely a bonus for having a smaller penis. So men thinking about, okay, if I do have a wider girth penis, and this is um, a woman who does have a smaller vagina, I need to be gentle when I enter. Maybe also put on some lube. I need to be thinking about that. And that is one bonus for having a smaller penis. Just remember, every penis and every vagina is different and unique in its own way. Just remember, some will have more girth, some will have more length, some may go sideways, but they're all beautiful in themselves. And they can all create pleasure. And we are all responsible for having our own pleasure. So really open up this communication because sex is more between the ears than it is between the legs. I truly love talking about these topics and I love hearing from my listeners. So if you have any feedback, comments, questions, DM me or send me an email. You can email me at melinda at insight-miami.com and you can also find the link to my email in the bio or go on my Instagram at therapywithmelinda and you can DM me there. Next week, we are going to be talking about the ways people fall out of love and how to work through them. Just as much as we fall in love, it can be that common to fall out of love. So until next week, go out and have great sex.